This week's episode is brought to you by Wednesday, otherwise known as Woden's Day, Hump Day, and the middle of the week. With Wednesday, you can see the weekend from here, but you also don't have Monday blues. Wednesday, not as sad as Tuesday, definitely sadder than Thursday. Atlas Novak. Well, what happened? Name? Well, I just because uh, I'm not Walter White. I'm Bandage. Oh, well. I'm uh, I'm Matt, and I'm still waiting on the OTT VR. <laughs> I'm Root Beer, and I'm playing Destiny Two instead of play- paying attention to this podcast. They made a wow. second Destiny. Yes, I and they just released a new expansion, so I'm playing that right now. Also, I forgot people were still playing that game. I know, right? I remember it coming out when I was a freshman in college, and like I fucking hated that game because like. God damn it! I wanted to play Project M on the TV in the dorms. But... All right, but Smash is a party game. So yeah, it's it's a dorm. Duh. Yep. That's the that's the purpose of dorms. Anyway, so hello everybody. Uh, this this week we're uh, talking about uh, the idea of side decks in Vanguard. The general consensus is that they're they're a dumb idea. But now that we have this reboot, I think it, it would be a good idea to open the discussion again. But. Uh, First, we have some housekeeping. 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 By that, I mean it's either announcements or we go through the reveals from the last week. Uh, The only announcement I really have is that uh, we're releasing the podcast on Wednesdays now, which is why it's in your feed. Again, because my new job has me working Friday through Monday, which means it makes more sense for me to release the podcast on my weekends than, like, trying to cram it in with my work day. So... And also, we don't have to feel bad about missing out on everything that gets released Thursday through Monday. Yeah. I mean, we, we I think it's key that we record at least on Tuesday so we can get the stream in there, though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, the good thing at is... Least why things are, at least why we care about the cards in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, a Tuesday, starting off, the the last reveal we left off on was the vanilla 9K Death Army guy. So right yeah. after that, we have... CEO Amaterasu. <laughs> I was going to ask if you wanted to take it away. Go for it. <laughs> I was just going to steal it from you either way. Fine. So, <laughs> OTT is my clan. I have to do it. No one's so, stopping you. Just... It has the protect gift and two skills. Act Vanguard once per turn. You can counterblast one, draw a card, look at the top card of your deck, and then put it on top or bottom. And then it has a second auto skill, Vanguard or Rear Guard. When you look at your deck, it gets power plus 5k. So they define looking at as like, if you have to look at your deck, so like her own skill, like at the top card, anything that says reveal or search triggers it. So, like anytime you go through your deck at all, she will gain five k, and she will only get in five k no matter how many cards you look at. Okay, but the question is, can you trigger this multiple times? So if you reveal once, she gains five k. As long as they're again. separate skills. Yeah. So let's just say you like activate a grade three searcher, that'll activate her skill once, and then but you use her own effect, that'll activate her skill a second time. Realistically, how often are you gonna do that per turn? Probably twice. Twice? That's wackadoo. Based on other OTT cards that they've revealed so far, which we'll get to later, I'd say you could probably do it like twice a turn. Like at least once definitely with her own skill, and then most likely you'll be able to get a second search off. Yeah. So that first skill is kind of like the the original Amaterasu skill where it was soul charged. Like either way, you were 
taking a card out of your deck and then looking at the next one. Mm-hmm. Except now it's in your hand instead of in your soul. So, mm-hmm. huzzah. Also, another thing is that uh, she's a 12k, which uh, spits in the face of what we were speculating about last week. Which was? We thought Protect was going to be 14k or 13k, right. and it was That's not. what a lot of people would think. I did mention that I think it would, it would have been pretty absurd for Protect to be 14k. Yeah. Because I think the power numbers just wouldn't work very well. Like, you would already have a clan that's trying to draw out the game, and then you wouldn't, like, it would be impossible to hit numbers if they had to use actual guard. Yeah. But why 12? So my assumption is that Bushiroad thinks that Protect in itself as gifts are stronger than the Force Gift. Okay. I mean, they did release more information about each gift on the stream, so we could read through that if you want. Uh, yeah, why don't we, why don't we take a little detour for that? Well, I already have it up, so... Go for they said it. That force is the balance... Like offensive and defensive, so they'll have higher power bases for grade two and three, and then they have flexible strategy for their gift markers placement. It's suitable for beginners, so that seems to be their idea. Is that because force is kind of the in between of the two clans, they get higher power bases, and it's for beginners, so makes sense. And then it says that Excel gets front triggers exclusively, but didn't they already show one for Royal Paladins too? I don't think they did. It was it was the Battle Riser and then uh, for Aqua Force, I think. But like, oh, was it? I think so. Or they? Like, or I remember they... we saw one for Nova Grappler for sure. I thought yeah. we saw one in like the start deck or something for. Four. But yeah, they said that Excel. You increase the number of circles in the front row to increase attacks, and then they get front triggers exclusively. Apparently, all right, which is so... interesting. And then defensive, like you add a Sentinel to your hand, and then. Like, they'll get lots of abilities that are suitable for prolonging the game. So, like, deck control, draw, retire, and some kind of interference. And then they include finishers that can be used late game. Okay, so let me see if I have this right. So, the uh, the two gifts that lean hard in an offensive or defensive direction have less power overall. But the mm-hmm. gift is supposed to kind of supplement that. So for protect, yeah, I have less power, but this is a perfect guard. So fuck you. Yeah, and, and also is... like they're gonna give yeah. protect clans lots of ways to like draw out the game. Yeah, and then Excel is yeah, I have less power, but it's like nine attacks this turn. So and they get front triggers exclusively. Yeah. So exactly. So now now it being force being thirteen k doesn't seem so broken because I know a lot of people are like, why is force thirteen k? Man. I think people were specifically triggered by the fact that it was Royal Paladin and Kagro that the first Force clans revealed. So there's always been a stigma that they are like the favorite children because they're main character clans. So I mean that's the liter- fact that that's literally how that works. Yeah, <laughs> that's how main characters work. So yeah, like since they were the Force clans revealed, it felt like Kagro and Royal Paladins were being special snowflakes again. That's how it's going to be in the early stages of the game, but whatever. It's not everything will catch up. I hope. Um, it seems like they're they're doing well with like carefully putting the pieces into place. Mm-hmm. I am curious what the finisher for Protect Clans are going to be because we have not seen the OTTVR yet. No, we have yeah. not. Oh, babe. It seems like they're trying to move Protect more in the direction of what like a magic control deck will be so you have ways to interfere with the board until you can build up for your finisher are you a fan of control decks in magic matt yes so are you like did, did you pick between novas and ott yet or no i i so i just saw the nova vr so <laughs> yeah 
Like, Which we will up. get to. <laughs> All right. So going back to reveals, we have a bunch of Nova Grappler stuff from the monthly Bushi Road. Cup Bowler. And so so apparently they're... Uh, okay, so I guess first things first. They're making a bunch of hero cards for Nova Grappler. Hero being the race, like Zodiac type yeah. beast or... Yeah. Yeah, beast. the monster type is hero, apparently. Yeah. So the Cup Bowler, which is during your turn, if you have another hero unit, it gets 5,000 power, and it's a great it's a grade 2 9k. That's free. So, so they said that there would be a power bonus for force for grade 2s, so these are 9k grade 2s because they're an Excel clan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we also have um, Boomerang Thrower, who's a grade 2 9k. On place, if your damage zone has one or less face of damage, you counter charge one. And on place, if your soul is one or less, soul charge one. So it's very similar to that G guard, that certain that G guard that uh, they had at one point. Senior. Yeah, sure. And uh, I don't know what the he. I don't think it's a hero for boomerang thrower. I'm not sure. Boomerang uh, thrower. I'm not sure either. I can't freaking read it. The picture is, is like crappy quality. So yeah. But then there's I mean, the characters look the same as some of the other hero types, so I think it is. Okay. So then we have Rocket Hammerman, which is a grade one. And when it boosts a hero during that battle, that this unit gets power plus 5,000. So if you combine it with the the other duder, you make a, what, 20, 13 plus 14, 27 column? Yeah. A little awkward against Force, right? But... <laughs> They're only going to be one third of the clans in the game, so. Yeah, come like that. But we'll see how many, you know, what percentage of them is actually played. Mm-hmm. And then there's Tap the Hyper, which is just grade 06k when you ride on and draw a card. So everyone's dead in this, it looks like, to begin with. Yeah. Seems that way. Um, okay, so I looked up the original Boomerang Thrower, and he was a human, so he could possibly be a human again, or they make him a hero for no reason. Human hero. Human hero. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense for him to be a hero if they're just making this the new race for some reason. Yeah, it's fair. There um, are also a couple more. There was Miss Splendor. During the battle that your hero attack, your opponent cannot intercept, and if you have more rear guards than your opponent, the attacking unit gets power plus 3,000. That works it's, on ban or rear? Yeah, and it uh, is a grade 3 with no gift. The other one was Battle Door Fighter. Let me just see. That one does have the Excel gift, so... Act Vanguard once per turn. You can Counter Blast one, Soul Blast one. Choose one of your units, and until end of turn, during the battle that attacks, if the opponent... If the number of Guardians your opponent has is two or less, less than the chosen at- unit's attack hits. So you basically need to drop three cards to guard. So this this thing is, uh, what's-his-face, the Fides on crack. <laughs> awesome. And only for one unit. And then also, when it attacks, if you have three or more rear guards, it gets 5k. Mm-hmm. On yeah. vanguard or rear guard. That's that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say that we also have OTT reveals from the thing. We got a preview image of Silent Tom. We don't know what it does yet, but we know that it's Bandage Tom, hence Atlas's introduction. But I liked Walter White Tom. He was cooler. Yeah, but Bandage Tom was what they chose for the anime, so that is the quote-unquote iconic Tom. And then we have Yellow Witch Meet Me. When placed, you can look at the top card of your deck and put it on top or bottom. It is a grade 2 9k. And then Battle Mason Sarasa. I believe that is a grade 3? Yeah. 
Uh, grade 3 without a gift. When it attacks a vanguard, uh, the skill works on vanguard rearguard. You can look at the top card of your deck and put it on top or bottom. If you put it on the bottom, it gets 6k power, so it hits 18k on its own, which is nice. Uh, solid turtle. So on rearguard, one's place, you can soul blast one, draw a card, choose a card from your hand, and discard it. And then goddess of flowing times, Mizuohame. When it boosts the vanguard, if the number of cards in your damage zone is 3 or more, it gets plus 6k power. And I believe it is an 8k grade 1. Yes. Okay, yeah, it is. And then Weather Girl Juice. When you draw a card, you can Soul Blast 1 and gave it 6k power. She and is that is a grade 2. 9k grade 2? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A-, a lot of these numbers are very kind of odd. Not literally odd as an odd even, but just like weird numbers. Well, it's so that they can hit 15k. Yeah, but I mean, like, some of them are like, okay, this is a 14k booster, which you gotta combine with this to make this, and... Uh, that would make a really weird Vanguard number. See what I mean? It's like... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That would be 41. That's weird. I mean, in in premium, that could be something. I mean, in standard, that's like PG or drop a million cards, but... Or uh, or drop a heal plus a, you know, 10k shield. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing, like, that's two cards no matter what. Uh, let's see, we also got a glimpse at another, is that a triple R? Uh, another Kagero card. So, uh, the Flame of Hope Ermo has been, uh, rev- uh, revived again, which is, uh, when it boosts, it gets plus 3k, so it's an 11k boost, and then also, when your opponent's rear guard is retired during your turn, you can retire it if you do draw a card and countercharge. So, uh, Neat! Yeah. I just checked Girl Dragon. The double R thing is blue. Oh, that is nice at a glance, so you don't have to, like, try and read the letters if the picture is blurry. Just look for the box. Yeah. Neat. Uh, so, yeah, since it's gold, it's a triple R. Yeah. Triple Which R means big. Nova Grappler only gets one uh, triple R in this set. Rip Nova. Okay, so they have eight triple R slots, right? Yeah. And four clans, and they still fudged it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Nova Grappler always seemed like that kind of clan that I, I've never seen Nova Grappler be just complete terribleness. It's always been, eh, it's in the middle somewhere, or like, it's amazing. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it, it's never been like a very high rarity clan. I mean, on the one hand, it makes it easier for you to get your cards. Yeah. I'm of the firm belief that if the cards are good, I don't care what rarity they are. Um, let's but see. Bushi is more willing to put ridiculous shit at high rarity. That's true. But but then you also get gems like Mayhem Tiger and Flodol and all that stuff. But there are many less yeah. of an absurd triple R. That's true. But now the question is whether or not whether it's Kagero or OTT who's getting a third triple R. I, Kagero, I, probably Kagero. I hope it's OTT, but it's probably not going to. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There's also the, the they also showed no, the no. um the the eight K guy that when someone's retired he gets five K whatever we saw that already. Um, true. And then the the uh, the coup de gras of this. When do you guys take this? Because it's a it's a quintupletness of awesome or whatever. Well, we have some risers first. Yeah. So we have. So this was before. This was not the stream. This was before the stream. This was maximum riser, vanguard rearguard circle. When attacking vanguard without being boosted, this unit gets plus ten thousand power for the battle. Twelve so k grade three, no gift. So. Shove it on so, the Excel circle, make it a 32 k thirty-two k fucking give any way some, some power, you know, bam, bam, get you. All right, and it's guardable by a heal or two cards, right? It's like pretty good on the Excel circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, from a fourth clan. 
Otherwise, uh, it's guaranteed two cards from a non-Force Clan. Uh, Alright, so then we have Jet Riser. It's grade one. When another of your rearguards appears during that turn, this unit gets power plus 3,000. And is this a 7k grade one? Yeah, so play unit, 10k. Play another unit, 13k. This card feels really whatever, but you know. I it, mean, r- really good early game, because like, you, you call your stuff, and then he's, yeah, like, he's really big for that turn. I think it's going to be fine on your grade 3 ride. You put him down, then start calling all your shit on your Excel circles and crap. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll probably have to like, replace enough stuff, and, I'm, and I would imagine that a clan like Nova Grapplers is going to be wanting to play draw triggers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Rainbow Novas. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Rainbow um, Novas doesn't feel as bad as it would with, like, Stanford. Is, is that weird? Like, playing Rainbow now in an Excel clan doesn't feel weird anymore. Uh, all right. So some more risers. We have Riser Custom. It's a double R. Uh, it has a cost on Vanguard Circle. It's a grade one, by the way. It has a Vanguard-only skill, which is weird. Uh, put a uh, You put a card from hand into soul. If you do, this unit can attack the first turn. But it gets drive minus one. Drive minus one. Wait, wait. So the idea is that if you're going first, or normally... You can you minus attack. one to get an extra attack, basically. Yeah, but you don't get the drive check back. So you just lose a card for an attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put the put the Excel in Excel, basically. Yep, getcha. And, and then it has a, um, an, an auto on your guard circle. When you're in the same column as this unit, stand, stand this unit. That's good. Sure. Yeah. AK grade one, restands with when you stand other shit. This card seems solid. Yeah. Also means you can, you can waste uh, less counterblast on uh, a Shura Kaiser for possibly other stuff, depending on what you get. Also, you just kind of get your opponent first turn, right? Yeah. <laughs> do, would you realistically would you do that just for the? Probably, unless you're like, so you would have to make some like hyper aggressive low to the ground deck in order to like convince yourself to do that. I mm. can't imagine somebody doing that, but it it could happen. We, I I just highly doubt it. Grade one rush. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have high powered riser custom, which is also double R. Uh, when placed, choose a battle riser from your soul. Call it to the in, to rear guard circle in the same column. Uh, we'll talk about how awkward that is in a second. And when it attacks, hits. I, uh, you can counterblast one. Uh, sorry, when it attacks, hits vanguard. You can counterblast one. Put a battle riser from your rear guard to soul. And if you do, stand one of your other rear guards. Okay. So when you, when you ride him, you eat a you call it battle riser. And then when he hits a vanguard, you can counterblast one, eat the battle risers, or stand on the rear guard. Oh, by the way, battle riser is a uh, is a grade zero that when you ride it, you draw a card. It's the forerunner, or, or the what? non, or the starter vanguard. What used yeah. to be the forerunner? Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, lastly, perfect yep. riser. This is the first VR we've seen, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, so the very first VR. Um, it's a 12k grade 3 with the Excel gift, and uh, when it attacks, you can counterblast 2 if you do stand 2 of your front row rear guards. And then also on Vanguard, when it's attacked, hits, if you have a card in the soul with Riser, you countercharge 1, choose a unit, and give it 5k. This card is flipping sweet. Yeah. yeah. And also, now it makes more sense why there's all this like countercharging stuff, because now the counterblast 2 is like worth it. So, what's cool about this card is like... You know, like, so this card makes it so, like, Oscar Kaiser is, like, not even that cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, sure Kaiser was pretty cool, though. You just want to play this guy. Yeah. 
You're going to play this guy. You're going to attack with all three of your fucking rear guards, probably. And then, <laughs> and then you're just like, attack, stand two. Yep. Yeah. You're always... Or, you know, you just attack with two of them, leave a column up, you know, stand the other two, get some, get a front trigger, feel good. <laughs> well, if you play the plus 10k riser in the Excel circle, you can just save that. You attack with your two tiny columns, restand them, then attack boosted, and then just save the 32k riser for last. Yep, and if exactly. you get it, still hitting through a trigger. Yeah. So, the important thing about this is that we're not starting off this new reboot with only on-hit skills now. Right. You can do things. That's great. Um, but you will need more of this card if you play Nova Grappler. Yeah. Are Nova Grappler, like, do you think VRs are going to be really expensive? Or Yes. Yes. I think all of them will. I'm, like, ki- I'm kind of they- hoping that King of Knights Alfred is, like, medium. <laughs> <laughs> they have GR availability. Like, you need to have four of them because they're your ride. Ugh. And then, because they're from the first set, everyone's going to want them. If they're getting into standard right away. Oh, good. VRs are the new, uh, what's his face? Alexandros. So is the Kaiser just like butt now? I mean, I wouldn't play it. Yeah, like, <laughs> compared to just having the consistency of always being able to restand, like. Well, all right, we... first of all, look at Perfect Riser. Look how cool he looks. Yeah, like, he looks super cool. You can guarantee restand two units. And then on hit, you get to counter charge and get 5k. And since your starter is a riser, you will always have one in the soul. Unless you call it out and don't eat it for some reason. Which is kind of a big risk with the uh, the grade 2. High-powered like, riser? Yeah, if you call out... So if you don't ride a riser, right, which you probably will, because I think there are enough risers just, like, around. But if you don't ride one, like, let's say your grade 1 and 2 aren't risers for some reason, and you call the grade 2 to call out battle riser, and you don't have a riser in soul, it's a little awkward. Mm-hmm. But you're probably going to end up rewriting Perfect Riser anyway, so I, I I can't think of a situation where you would like not not have another Riser laying around or in Soul. But it is a little awkward that it calls to the same column in an Excel plan. I just want to throw that out there. I guess Why? the intention is that you write it on Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you put it on the Excel circle, there is no column to call it to. Right. Yeah, and it it is no. also odd that uh, the. High powered riser is if you call battle riser, it's a fifteen column, which is also kind of an odd. Uh, fourteen because nine k. Oh wait, no, it is fifteen. Sorry, yeah, I forgot. Okay. Start this with six k now. Yep. What's what is cool though? If you ride it, if you ride the grade two on Vanguard Circle and you call the battle riser behind it, and you don't eat it for, and you don't eat it that turn, um, then you you at least have an eighteen uh, with Vanguard. But you yeah, know, whatever. That is nice. I mean, uh, and then you'll also have the guaranteed. Uh, Triggers two to pass, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, you'll have the guaranteed riser and soul just because in order for that to happen, you have to ride the high-powered yeah. riser. Like, I think there are enough risers and already revealed that are playable that you could have probably have an all-riser deck. What about yeah. triggers? I hope they give him, like, mini-riser as a, as a crit trigger, like they did, like, forever ago. I remember they did that. What do, what do you guys think of, like, this is just a, you know, side note, but what do, what do you think of... All of these, you know, units being recycled into this reboot. I mean, it makes sense. Just because it's a reboot? Yeah. I guess. I mean, like, part And of also, the- they've already kind of done this before with, like, the Legend decks and stuff. Yeah. Where they would just take the iconic units that the p- characters use in the beginning of the game and bring them back. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted, like, another series after G just to kind of see what happened or... I don't know, I guess they wrote themselves into a corner after G-Era and had to restart everything. I get it. (laughs) 
that's fine, I guess. Although, I guess it is kind of awkward that because Kamui technically never had an iconic unit because he just played every single Nova Grappler deck that ever existed. I mean, didn't didn't some of the characters give him shit for it? Like, don't you really stick with your avatar? He's like, dude, I'm just playing what's good. Like, <laughs> I don't remember. All I know is that Kamui, for some reason, has every single Nova Grappler deck and just constantly switches between them. I mean, he uh, he he's a man of principles. He'll stick with his plan, but he'll play what's good or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that, that those are all the reveals as of one thirty eight p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, May eighth. So, if something happens tomorrow morning by the time this uh, episode Something gets happened. released, then shut up. What? That could happen tonight. <laughs> yeah. I wanna. Five hours. Okay, look. Watch, well, just... they'll just reveal, like, King of Knights Alfred or something just randomly as card of the day. Of course. I'm, I'm probably going to start doing what Drive Check does and being like, it's Monday, you know, it's Monday, April 3rd, and this is Drive Check, your Vanguard podcast, or however Will, Will sounds when he does his intro. No, nah, man, or hey, let's do it like NPR. We'll have people, like, send us a voicemail and be like, hi, my name's Gary from, you know, like, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm a lawyer or whatever, and this podcast was recorded at, and then, you know, whoever it was, is like 3.27 Are PM. you doing Wait, Wait, No Tell Me, or are you doing the NPR Politics Podcast? NPR Politics Podcast. Then what? Never mind. Well, no, 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 because you know how they have the people call in, right? Not not, not for games, wait, wait, but... Tell me. No, not, not for games. There'll be, like, a thing where it's like, hi, I'm, you know, Gary... Oh, from... like the Q&A, or the... No, 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 they'll, they'll literally, it'll, it's literally just to give a timestamp. That's mm-hmm. it. So that's what the NPR Politics Podcast does, but they don't really have people call in that much. Yeah, no, I know that. I'm talking about, like, they'll have people leave the voicemails for the timestamp. Do you see what I'm getting at? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. I... No, yeah, man, we're going to have a, what's, like, wait, wait, don't tell me, Vanguard Edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, is that such a bad idea? Uh, we'll talk about it later. But anyway, the the main topic of the episode today is um, side decks in Vanguard. Uh, this has been like an ongoing uh, debate, I guess, in the public consciousness for a while. Where in in some games like Yu Gi Oh or does Magic do it? Yes. Okay. In Yu Gi Oh and Magic, you have something called a side deck, which is uh, a you know in Yu Gi Oh it's fifteen. Is it also fifteen in Magic? Sure is. Okay, so in, it's a 15-chunk you know chunk of cards that you keep next to your deck that in between games and a match, you can uh, switch those cards out with cards in your deck for a certain matchup. So some people think that in Vanguard this would have been appropriate to have, uh, and some people don't. So the general idea was that because, uh, you know, Boucherode sponsored tournaments are one game rounds that like, it's, it's stupid. It's dumb. But now with this reboot, what do you think? I mean, as long as Vanguard's qualifiers are best of one, there's no point because you can't, won't have time to ever actually switch your cards unless it's between actual games. And at that, I mean, between rounds. And at that point you have no idea what your opponent is playing and you have no idea if, slotting in the new cards is appropriate or not i'm just trying to imagine a guy who like sees his opponent on the like on the board and then goes and stalks him for a little bit and he's like i see link joker sleeves let's put the prefers <laughs> in there all right first of all i think that all, all rounds should be best of three regardless of their side deck or not I agree. <laughs> it just lowers variance that's all it does yeah. it lowers variance. other than that i think a side deck in vanguard is particularly silly for many reasons let's start with the uh 
the obvious one is how many cards do you make it? Because like eight cards can drastically change a deck. Yeah. So it needs to be less than that, but how much less? Right? Is it just four cards? Like is that all is that all your side deck is? Like it can't be like it can't be like a meaningful number, is my point. Yeah. Uh secondly, they don't give clans enough support to make it worth printing these narrow cards that they would print if a sideboard were available. Meaning that if they make a sideboard, they will be more inclined to print cards that are pretty much just do nothings except in like a matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of absurd. I mean, they, yeah. they do have some cards that are just like placeholders in sets where you're like, I, I'm never going to use this. Why is this here? You know? So you, w- you you would you could feasibly replace those with, you know, whatever narrow-ass side deck cards. Or you could, uh, you know, do what the purpose of Seabreeze and Poker is and just make them Cralementals so everybody can use them. All right. See, what's great about Poker, what, uh, what's great about Seabreeze, sorry, is that you can you always have access to it. Yeah. You, it doesn't need a, like, it needs, like, a special condition, but, like, other than that, it just kind of, like, is not a part of your deck. It's not affecting your draws. Uh-huh. Poker needs... First of all, you have a face-up Cralemental in G-Zone, and needs to be playing against the one matchup where it matters. Okay. It's just not worth the deck space, right? Yeah. But if it was in a side deck, it would it would be worth it-ish. Right. So if it were in a side deck, you could be like, okay, if and only if I'm playing against Link Joker, I can bring this card in. And then it still might not matter. Yeah. Just because the condition's kind of obnoxious. And... I guess that brings up another point, is just how little counterplay there actually is in Vanguard in general. It wasn't till like, mid-G era that we started getting cards that could, like, interfere with battles like the Nile Griffin and stuff. Yeah. That was literally the midpoint. That was set 7, and there were 14 main sets. Yeah. Mid-G era. Um, So, like, that's another problem with the side deck, is just how little counterplay there is. It's just like, oh, my opponent's playing Kagro here, let me shove a resist unit in my deck. There ain't no like, trap cards in Vanguard. Yeah, like, uh, there's no, like, trap cards or spells, like, so because of that, you won't really need to slot in any, like, narrow-use cards, because a lot of the time, even against decks that do have counterplay, you're just going to try and do what your deck does best, regardless. Yeah, I mean, like, the, if if a if a clan be, or if a deck becomes so you know ubiquitous that you're like, well, I gotta bring something because I'm gonna run into this, you know, I'm bound to run into it at a regional. That's how like Lesser Rider made it into my deck in Great Nature because like Hetero Round and Denial Griffin were so common that I was like, well, fucking just throw it in there. I'm gonna run into one of those two eventually. Mm-hmm. Lesser Rider being that if, if he's successful, all your success units get 2k and resist. Sorry. Yeah. So but resist is more generally good than something like Poker. Yeah. And part of it is also just that Poker is not searchable unless you're Spike mm-hmm. Brothers or very early in the G era Royal Paladin. Yeah, are you Spike Brothers? Are you Grand Blue or somebody that like sees enough cards where it might be relevant? No? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it'll never, ever matter. But compared to something like, you know, in Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, it's not like you see all of your deck most of the time. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, your side deck is 15 cards, which if you're if you're Yu-Gi-Oh, that's almost half your deck, if you, right. as, assuming you side all of them in. In Yu-Gi-Oh, side deck cards are huge. Yes. Side deck cards are absolutely massive. And so since you're very likely to see, like, if you board in three of a card in Yu-Gi-Oh, you are incredibly likely to see that card in your opening hand. And if you look at Magic... 
you might so that's why you need to board in more of that card in order to you know to like it it all depends like how often you want to see these cards or how many you know how much cards you have to take out in a control mirror in magic sideboard cards are huge because you're going to see most of your deck which means these sideboard cards are going to come up so, so if you board in one uh, dumb uncounterable threat that your opponent doesn't really have an answer to that card is massive because your opponent you know you're eventually going to find it do you draw a lot of your deck in control in a control mirror, where both players are playing a control deck, yes, you will see a lot of your deck. I see. In the typical game. Sometimes a control, pl- a control plan can aggro the other control player out. Just be like, threat, like they'll board in some threats, threat, 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 and your opponent doesn't have the answer. But uh, that is probably more uncommon. Normally, uh, the game will become rather drawn out. I guess the general consensus is, no, we don't need a side deck. Because, A, the fact that you can't really do anything against the opponent outside of the battle phase during their turn, mm-hmm. if at all. And B, the... Uh, Just the nature yeah. of the game. Like, yeah. you won't... It's not guaranteed that you'll ever see these tech cards, and there's a good chance that they might not actually make a significant difference just because of how linear the game is overall. And, like, I think the other problem is, like, even if you board in a card, like, let's say you board in a poker against Link Joker, right? And you take your first damage with poker, you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> like board out, like you know, an like, archetype card or like you know something like that. That could be a big deal. But I guess there's less of those now. But I think um, another point I want to make is card card games don't need side decks to be successful. Like Pokemon is a game that doesn't have a side deck and plays best of three. I'm not sure. I've actually never played Pokemon as a game. I just remember getting the cards when I was little, and then that was it. Yeah, so now, same. Play a best of three in Pokemon, and there's no side deck, so you just shuffle up the same cards. And there's a lot of shuffling in Pokemon, so don't get me wrong. Um, everyone draws like 80 cards on their first turn. Not 80, but like actually 30 cards on their first turn. And then there's like a bunch of shuffling and shortcutting because you have to. Yeah. But uh, basically, like, that game is very, very successful. And, you know, in the top three card games in the world, maybe, maybe top two, I'm not sure where Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh are fighting right now. But uh, I think they're constantly like duking it out for second place there. But Pokemon has some BS going on right now. But uh, that's a, that's a separate, that's a different podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, like you don't need a side deck for your game to be successful, even in a best of three environment. Yeah, I mean, one thing that uh, Bushiro can do to make the sentiment that we need a side deck lessen is to fucking make their tournaments more efficient. The amount of times I've gone to a regional and waited, like, literally an hour in between rounds is ridiculous. Yeah. And then they're also afraid to make it a best of three for time, but they also waste inordinate amounts of time between rounds. Yeah. All right. Be fair, though. How do Vanguard players take so long to finish a game of Vanguard? I don't fucking know. Well, isn't this just the case in any, like, competitive card game? There are the people who slow play just to fuck with the opponent. Okay. Okay. Why would you do that, first of all? Secondly, like, your whole, not only, you're not just fucking with your opponent, you're fucking with everyone else in the entire room. So everyone in the room is mad at you. Okay, first off, I literally just said why. It's to fuck with the opponent. So. Yeah, but you're also fucking with everyone else in the room. I mean, I, I really, I don't think people really worry about that. It's just the, I want I my mean, opponent to, like, lose I feel like shit. they should enforce their time rules better, too. Yeah, yeah. It's either that yeah. or the people who have to shuffle a lot, like, you know, a- any deck that, like, searches where you got to, okay, shuffle, cut, 
Because you're in a tournament, you're not going to, like, if I'm playing with my friends and they search for something, do you want to cut? No, fuck it. Just, we're, we're in a Burger King. Just hurry up. If, but, like, if, if you're, all right, if you're going to shuffle again, like, immediately, like, the, I, what I hate the most is people who shuffle their deck, present it, and then immediately go back in their deck. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, part, yeah. part of it well, is. I guess part of the problem is that that's part of the rules. Is that you have shortcut. to Yeah. yeah. Shortcutting. Although it is pretty shitty if you get that one rule shark who's trying to be an asshole about it. That's also a big okay. problem. You can always discern if your opponent's a fucking asshole. Be mm-hmm. like, hey, can I shortcut this? And they say, say no. You're like, okay, oh, okay. Then. So you hate, you hate like finishing on time, and then, yeah. you, and then you do it as as requested. Yeah, uh, I mean, tip- I think that might be the one case I would excuse you intentionally shuffling your deck seven times. Yeah, just like I have to be really thorough, like you said. I can't shortcut. Yeah. I hate unintentional draws in Magic, and unintentional draws in Vanguard are just that much worse. Being a double loss, you yeah. just can't afford to draw at any point. That's another but thing. I, Why is it a double loss? Because yeah. they're stupid. Um, but, like, this allows players to slow play. Like, with that with poor uh, slow play enforcement allows players to slow play to force a double loss in a situation they were going to lose anyway. Yeah. Yep. Which that... is, like, it incentivizes that. Mm-hmm. It's that, absurd. That happened to our friend David, didn't it? Yes, yeah, it did. I was, I was uh, tangentially relating to that without actually bringing it up. Okay. But yes, well, I, I mean, mean, it's been part of that what, is also that Lucy Rhodes Judge program is fucking shitty as hell. I don't think a side deck is necessary, but I do think best of three is. But in order for us to get that, people need to treat their opponents like human beings and uh, actually play at a reasonable speed uh, and actually finish games at a reason in a reason at a reasonable pace. Also, like, we need. To improve Bushiro's Judge program, it's yeah. still really shitty. How would you improve yeah. it? I don't know, but because you have to take a test to get it. Yeah. Right? Well, now you do. You didn't before. Are yeah, you serious? You before. Yeah, before you could just volunteer. Like they only introduced the test recently after like twenty million controversies, so, and there's still twenty million controversies every tournament. So you could get into Bushiro's Judge program the same way that you could get into the Hunger Games. I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. What? Remember that shop we used to go to where the where the shop owners would give really shitty rulings and say, but oh, but my friend is a Bushiroad judge. And you're like, how the fuck is this person a judge? Yes. <laughs> like, now you know. There was absolutely zero qualification. Yeah. It's necessary. Not even knowing the rules of the game. Dang. Yes. I mean, remember, we once had to stop our world so, because people didn't know how Night Runner worked. Despite being at Worlds of the Day. Yes. Like, the judges had to stop for an hour to figure out this ruling. That That's was... how bad the judge program was. Oh my god, and it... I like, I like how we went from, like, is a side deck necessary to push her judge program's ass? It's possible you figuring out the punishment. Mm-hmm. So... Oftentimes, it's not the ruling that takes a long time in judging mm-hmm. punishment. Yeah, which I think it's I think it's unfair to say to say that they're shitty for f- taking a while to figure out the ruling, but in fact, they were probably just took too long to figure out what punishment was necessary. Yeah. They, they really like part of the problem is that be, because cheating is so malleable, whereas punishments aren't, that it's mm-hmm. very hard to kind of assess. Um. Because it, it's either okay, you got to undo that, or start the game over, or game loss. Like, what what else can you do, really? Like, 
Actually, that 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 wouldn't be a terrible movie. So some guy cheats so egregiously at a regional that they like burn his G zone <laughs> or something. What? I mean, they would just kick you out of the tournament. Yeah, they would just be like, like if if they wanted, like if basically if they wanted to do something like that, like let's say you were cheating so egregiously, like you know, just asking a like asking a card and like pulling it out every time you needed it. Yeah. Um, then they would just remove you from the event. And if they needed to feel the, like they would just don't disqualify you from the event, and if they feel like they need to do anything else, it'd be like, you're never allowed to tournaments ever again. Yeah. In which case, they would just probably just use a fake name, but you know what I mean. That's true. They don't really check IDs, do they? Not really, no. Just be like, I'm Gary. Okay, fine. But, I mean, they, I'm sure it has banned people from events before, like, forever. Yeah. Um, so, like a... Uh... Dumb, more dumb reasons than that. More dumb reasons than that. I guess so. Or they burned a Weiss card on a grill. It's pretty funny. They what? They 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 cooked a they cooked a Weiss SP. <laughs> I'm not sure if that still stands. I mean, that was a st- we 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 used a terrible SP as a coaster one time. So how bad are we really? Oh, first was it an SP? Yeah, it, it, no, no, it was. Uh, SGR, SGR. It was uh, what's his face? The um, the gear mystery card. freeze. Not mystery freeze. Oh, it was, before that. Okay. It, yeah. It was uh, what is what is that guy's? No, it was uh, cross. The, oh, crossover dragon. Crossover cross- dragon. That's, that's right. not even a real card. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is I don't know. We we did it. it it's a GR. We did it to it. Like we used it as a coaster, and I put it on the Twitter, and someone goes, "Hey, I can up that." They got a full, freshly opened beer. Like a sweaty bottle of beer, and put it on the SGR unsleeved. Like yeah, that was I, mean, I would. <laughs> was definitely worth it. I was like, "Damn, dude, that card is terrible." The SGR was what four dollars, maybe. If I, that, it, it looks pretty neat though. I like the art, but the card is really bad. <laughs> well, it looked impressive. Uh, yeah. Long story short. Side decks are dumb. Best of three needs to happen. If ARG is doing tournaments better than Bushiroad is doing Bushiroad tournaments... I mean, it's not hard to do better than a Bushiroad tournament. I know, but just the fact that... Okay, maybe I should uh, rephrase. ARG, come to California! Holy shit. They're all on the East Coast and, like, Midwest and stuff. Just come to California, please. They decided it wasn't worth it or something like that. What? I think they came to California like a long ass time ago and then decided it wasn't worth it. Oh damn! When? Oh, uh, several years ago. Get my ass a time machine and be like, "Wait, you have to keep keep keep." Coming. Didn't we go to an ARG tournament in Riverside? No, I we didn't. didn't. Yes, we did. When? There was one, but I didn't go. It was that one <laughs> shitty shop all the way on the other side of town. Remember? I have no idea. I can't remember. What's up? Or something? Anywho, I don't actually remember. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, side decks are done. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, at Nexus at Night, or me at Atlas Novak. Follow me at uh, Wiggins, 2Gs, 2Zs. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. And, uh, yeah, so until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm Rip here. And have a good There's night, that. everyone. Let's go to TSVR. Where is it? <laughs> next week. It'll be here next week, hopefully. Good night, everybody.